0: everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ankhmar podcast. I'm your host, Marvin B. Tonight, we are joined by someone who checks off at least two out of the three boxes for this podcast with friends, family, and almost famous people. Carrie Steele is in the house. Carrie, how are you? I'm great, Marvin. How are you? <laughs> which,
1: which, are, which are the two of the three that I...
0: That I get claimed for. That's a a, uh, guest choice pick. You you pick which two of the three you want to be.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, I'll be friends and family.
0: I'm not quite famous yet. Okay. We should do do that. All right, folks. This is a periodic podcast where I find people that are interesting or have something to say and want to say it, and then we have a little podcast. I use it as a way to catch up with people. Uh, The pictures that you saw in the opening video, if you were watching on the YouTube, are all from the recent reunion that my high school did over the summer where we actually did a combined reunion of three classes and we overwhelmed the Melbourne Beach Hilton and overran the space that we were in, spilled out into the lobby, probably violated some COVID protocols because that's what Florida man does and um i tried to stay behind the dj booth so i would not be spit on by anyone so but it was a joyous time it was fantastic so those were some of the pictures from that weekend over the summer speaking of visits we've got a visit coming up in georgia yes we do the annual trip to the georgia the mountains
1: georgia mountain christmas trip yeah the georgia christmas Georgia Family Christmas. Yeah. What? Wait, <laughs> what? A movie. Maybe what? we could do like a Hallmark movie this time.
0: Oh, I don't think that cabin's <laughs> that cabin's not a Hallmark-worthy movie.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. No. It's getting there. It's it's getting getting there. there? Our family is drama enough. The we family drama. We could do a whole.
0: Yeah, your family is drama.
1: What can we say? We have a lot of personalities.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. My family has personality too. I just choose not to show it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We can't help it.
0: (laughs) Uh, So that is going to be a trip. So for those of you that are in the Atlanta area, there is a chance that I will be flying in early for the Christmas reunion. I will probably, now this isn't in stone, but if you are in Atlanta, I'm probably going to fly in Thursday night but my plane won't get in until after it's dark. And I believe it's like an hour and 20 minute drive to the cabin. So I'm going to stay the night in Atlanta. I'm going to get up early and because Friday I still have to work. I will probably do some morning work in the hotel and then visit with people that are in the Atlanta area. So if you are in Atlanta and have Time for a Friday brunch. I believe the date is going to be December 9th or whatever that Friday is. Yeah, let me
1: look through. Yeah. That
0: is Friday the 10th. Friday the 10th. So if mm-hmm. you are in Atlanta and have time for a brunch somewhere, I don't know if I'm going to be near the airport or near downtown, but somewhere. I will be. And then Friday afternoon, I will head up to the mountain, spend the weekend with the wife and the family, and then I will get out of Dodge Sunday night. What's your schedule for your you for your time?
1: I am going to be driving in on Friday.
0: Friday? Okay.
1: I think I could drive in on Friday if I can get off work early. And then I'm going to try to get up really early on Monday and drive home this time. Usually I drive home on Sunday, but I usually don't. I feel rushed, like I want to visit a little longer. Okay. So I might try to leave Monday morning this time. But I'll be driving, so I'm kind of can call my own schedule.
0: All right. So we will be swapping our departure times. I usually, You usually leave before me and I leave after, so we're just swapping.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: All right. That'll work. So, we are going to talk, I want to go ahead and get this started, and then I have a couple of news items, but we are going to talk about Living Healthy and the actual title of, now are you certified in this? What is the correct term?
1: So, I am certified at the counselor level. So, Ayurveda is how you say it. It is actually a system of medicine. Uh, it's an Eastern system of medicine where we're used to the Western system of medicine here. And it has different levels and counselor level was my three years of study. And now I am a counselor level. They also have the next level called a practitioner. And then the next level is an actual doctor.
0: Okay. So it takes
1: about 12 years to become a doctor. It's a long program.
0: Are you on that (laughs) path?
1: And not right now. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get to retirement, Marvin, not to start another career at this point. Yeah, so, you never know. Uh, you never know. You never know. I might, you know, I've been kind of eyeballing the practitioner level, which would probably take me another three years for that level. Um, but I don't know. haven't decided yet.
0: All right. So that will be our conversation tonight. So if you are interested in living healthy, because it's not just – a matter of eating healthy, it is having a healthy mind, healthy life. It's the
1: holistic view.
0: Yep, the whole body. The whole life, yeah. All right. So I do want to, oh, if I can find the announcement. So apparently my high school, since we brought that up, this week will be playing in the state football playoffs. But I think it's just the first game. So it's not like they're in state or whatever, but they are going to be playing Tavares high school. So satellite this year finished with a record of eight and two, which is the same record that we finished when I was at satellite and playing. Although we did not get to go on to the actual state playoffs. We lost in the Kansas city tiebreaker, which was, Kind of ridiculous, because we lost to Mel, or Merritt Island, was the school we lost to. But Satellite is uh, playing Tavares. I have no idea who or where Tavares is. That is going to be this Friday night, I believe, at 7.30. And anybody that is in the Satellite area, please go out and support the Storps. And if you go to satellite-football.com, You'll be able to follow the team there. So, go Storps. And let's see, what else is going on? Oh, so next weekend, what's today? Today's the 8th. So next weekend, November 20th, my plan is to be in Orlando to see the UCF Knights play UConn. And I will be there with Mr. Satellite Beach, Nino Federico, Mr. Basketball star, Dave Becker, and others. And we will be enjoying the weekend there, rooting on the UCF Knights. No, I did not go to UCF, so I do not have any UCF clothing, which means if somebody wants to send me a complimentary shirt to wear, I will wear it, but I will not be wearing any hats or anything else. Can you go with it? Uh, no, she's not. No. Not really. No. This is a boy's weekend. Boy's weekend. Yep. And next week, this will be the first time in a long time that I have two shows in a row. Next week, I will be having on Todd the Overcomer Shoemaker because this month is going to be the debut of his movie, Dead Man Running. And this is a highly award-winning, acclaimed movie, folks. So I'm going to have Todd come on. I don't know the exact release date. So Todd is going to come on and tell us all about that. He's going to tell us about the fistful of awards he won. I believe he won six awards at a recent ceremony there. So this is going to be a fantastic movie. It is a great documentary. And he will be on next week to share that. That's going to do it for announcements. So, no Florida man story for you. (laughs) Oh, come on. Nothing? Nothing. All right, Carrie. So, let's talk about Ayurveda. So, healthy living, the science of life or the science of health. And now, I know that some people are going to understand parts of it because there are things to do with herbs and and (laughs) turmeric that stuff we understand there's yoga in it right
1: yeah so what i i did um was kind of use this as more kind of just get people kind of acclimated to what it is Mm -hmm. and how it works um we could do another pod on just are you Vedic herbs and, you know, lifestyle and everything you should do and daily routines and everything else? Cause that would, we wouldn't even begin to be able to touch it in an hour
0: here. Well, why don't we start? So I I'd just kind of introduce you to it. Okay. But let's start with why. Why are you Veda? How did you get into it? And let's okay. go from there.
1: Okay. So, um, I am a big yogi. I have been doing yoga for 20-some years now, um, and it's always been my second nature to me. Um, of course, I always had to do my job during the day, but yoga was just wonderful. I loved it. So I did a lot of workshops along the way, um, and some of the workshops they would offer had to do with Ayurveda because they consider Ayurveda the sister science to yoga, Um And I went through teacher training in yoga in 2012. And we had to study Ayurveda a little deeper during that teacher training. And I just really took to it. I was just fascinated with the system. And because it's a system of health that promotes self-care and it teaches you how to take care of yourself. That you don't have to just go through life and then when something goes wrong you run to the doctor because you don't know what's wrong. It teaches you to assess what's wrong with yourself, and by learning how to assess yourself, you can prevent big diseases from coming down down the road. So you know every disease starts little, teeny tiny, right, at very low level, and it grows to bigger levels, kind of like cancer goes from level, you know, one, you know, uh, one stage, one, two, three, and four is really bad. The disease does the same thing. It starts at very low levels and it can get to very high levels, which are your big diseases like cancer and and Alzheimer's and, and things like that. So why not, if we can stop the disease at the very low level by learning ourselves and knowing how to read our bodies and understand what's happening in our bodies and how to get it back in balance, then you prevent the disease. And I thought that sounded like a lot more fun than going to a doctor someday and asking him why I got cancer or why I, you know, you get something really, really bad and you don't know. So um, it just fascinated me, absolutely fascinated me. So three years ago this year, I embarked on an online program of classes and studies and case studies and volunteer community consultations. Um, and it took me about three years. And then they give you are actually certified to counsel people, um, on Ayurveda and assess them and help them, uh, help give, I give them recommendations for lifestyle and diet changes that will First of all, solve issues that they currently have, like maybe insomnia or fatigue or things like that. Um, help them solve that and also teach them how to assess themselves. So that's what our consultations do. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm certified to counsel at that level.
0: Okay. Now so- I should probably do some sort of legal thing here by saying that I am not a doctor. I am not. <laughs> I am not, not part of it. some <laughs> medical board, so any reference to Ayurveda, you know, curing any disease, uh, we yeah. can't legally say that. The FDA now—I've I've seen some stuff where the FDA has done some studies; they haven't approved a lot of these things. But that's mm-hmm. the way it's kind of always been. That is not yeah. traditional medicine. Anything that's got yeah. an herb component, a natural. Component mm-hmm. the FDA doesn't necessarily embrace. So I just want to at least say that up front. But uh, that is true. But this is it's, something it's that
1: the is. Same thing as, yeah. Any, any bottle, any herb you take, it always says on the bottle, this is not FDA approved.
0: Right. Yeah. But no, this, this is something. Elevated. This is mm-hmm. something that's been around for thousands of years.
1: Mm-hmm. Like over 5,000 plus. Okay. Years. This is by far the oldest system of medicine in the world.
0: Okay. No. All right. Now, so you said you started this journey 3 years ago specifically with Ayurveda. Now I know you've been doing yoga for a while and I should probably also say for people that don't know, you and I are family. Mm-hmm. So you are my sister-in-law. I have known you for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Actually, you were in the state of Florida before your sister was. Okay. And what else do we need to say? Your background, let's see, you were a fashion designer for Sports Authority. Oh,
1: well, not quite. I, I worked for Sports Authority. Okay. <laughs> in merchandising, I wasn't exactly in the business. Merchandising, okay.
0: <laughs> I, I knew I'd mess that up somehow. So, merchandising, okay. um, but you then migrated into becoming, and I don't want to, I don't know if we're allowed to say your company. It's a very big company and you do a lot of big software stuff for them.
1: Mm I don't, I don't know why not. I work for Oracle.
0: Oracle, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I basically, I've been, my whole career has been retail. So I've been, oh gosh, has it been 30, 25 years?
2: It's been a while. In
1: retail. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I was in corporate retail for, Over 15, and now I've just passed my 15th year in the consulting role for retail. So retail's been my whole backbone. But yoga and Ayurveda has been my passion.
0: (laughs) All right. Now, I know that you've done yoga for quite some time. Mm -hmm. I have not done it with you, so let's not uh, pretend. I probably (laughs) will never do it with you. But (laughs) there are parts of the Ayurveda that... I ran into on my own. Um, so you jumped into this three years ago. Now, I assume that there were some other things that you looked at first or was this it, you just found this and ran with it?
1: Um, well, this, this is, I, like I said, I, I took workshop, like I did, I did pretty, pretty, I started to do a little more extensive study in, into it when I was taking my yoga teacher training. Um, that's when we started to have a little more in-depth lectures on it and what it really was and how it worked. And, um, and then just taking workshops, like I would, you know, some of my yoga studios would offer yoga more, um, workshops that I could go and, and dig even deeper into it. And it just fascinated me. The whole system fascinated me. So no, I, I really didn't consider anything else. This is, I said, you know, I, I didn't, I love yoga and I love doing yoga. Um, and I probably will teach it someday, but my real passion was with health, was with natural health. Okay. Um, and that's why I just really took to this and, and I'm, I'm actually doing workshops for a local wellness center here in Charlotte where I live. And so it's, um, you know, as, as it progresses, I, I may, this may be my next career. I may, you know, be a a counselor full-time for Beta. All right. Um, but right now, I, I'm not giving up my day job yet. So.
0: <laughs> so now you're going to be one of the first guests that actually put together a presentation for <laughs> us. So do we want to start that, or is there any, anything you want to do to set it up, or what's no, our next step? No, no,
1: no, no. Do I need to share again?
0: Uh, nope, we're ready here, so.
1: Yeah, I thought I just, this is like, just a, like 10 slides and it just kind of explains a little bit to you, um, to everybody. All right. Um, and anybody that sees it after, you know, once you've recorded it, they can kind of go back and look at it and see if they have an interest And anybody that wants to, you can Google are you beta on the internet and you will get tons of information on it. So it's a very fast growing, um, system, um, we i mean just the amount of counselors that are coming out of training and thing are just really getting growing very rapidly so you you could probably find an r e d health counselor in any nearby town around the united states at this point so it's really exciting that it's that it's gotten so popular because people are really interested in taking care of themselves um you know what can what can i do to prevent from having to go to a doctor someday so um That's that's basically the goal of our of of counseling in Ayurveda. Now, you know, Ayurvedas do have dark doctors, um, mostly in India, you know, uh, Eastern that will actually treat full blown diseases. They treat the same diseases that Western doctors treat. So it does go to that level. Okay. Um, It just so happens I'm I'm not even close to being certified for that level. So,
0: (laughs) okay. Now you're at the counselor level. There's a practitioner level. What, Mm -hmm. what are the levels?
1: The three. So there's counselor, practitioner, and doctor.
0: Okay. And what's the difference between the three? I mean, obviously doctor is treating stuff. So what's the difference really between counselor and practitioner?
1: Uh, it's usually, it's the time of study. Um, I mean, I did three years and I just have scratched the surface of the knowledge uh, and the the amount of um, information that I mean, it's like going to medical school. You know, you can go for years and years and keep learning and keep learning more and more and more and more stuff. So it's just the, it's just the in-depth studies of of what the system is and how you assess and how you diagnose and how you recommend. And I mean, I, I barely even scratch the surface of the herbs and herb formula. I mean, customizing formulas is a lot, is a higher level than counselor. There are so many herbs. I mean, I have shelves full of books of, you know, how, what herbs do, what are their actions in the body? What do they solve for that kind of thing? I wouldn't even begin to be able to, I, I have about, you know, a handful of herbs and formulas that I can recommend at this level, but the more studying you do and the more you learn about these herbs and what they do and their actions in the body, you know, now you're getting the higher levels. Okay. So it's just a matter of study that you're, that you're doing in, in the field. Yeah. It's, 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 I equate it to you becoming a medical doctor, a Western doctor. You have to start, you start out with pre-med, right? <laughs> And then you go on to med school and then you got to do your residency and, you know, it's the whole, the same kind of climb that you have to do in Ayurveda to to get more. So just think of it as another system
0: of medicine. All right. Does that make sense? Yep. It sure does.
1: All right. Okay. So what I thought I would do is maybe go through a few informational things about Ayurveda. And we've kind of already touched on this a little bit, Marvin. But um, it is a five thousand year old system of medicine, and it's designed to encourage self-assessment and self-care. And the two words kind of break down to what we we said. You know, it's it's uh, are you part of it? Is and this is Sanskrit. I'm not know if you've ever heard of Sanskrit, um, but Sanskrit is about as old as Latin. <laughs> so I'm actually studying Sanskrit now too. So. Um Ayurveda is a Sanskrit word and, you know, basically means the sacred knowledge of a long life. So basically it's very ancient way of what do I have to do to live a long life, right? Giving you the knowledge. It's a holistic view of the body, like we said. It's assessing the body and the mind to identify imbalances, finding the root cause through the symptoms that we see, and then treating that root cause at a very early stage of disease so that it doesn't get flu- blown into a, a bigger disease. So, you know, weight gain is always a big topic. Weight gain is an imbalance in the body. There's a reason that the body, something is going on that the body is gaining weight. Um, and, you know, weight gain can lead to a lot more problems and can lead to diabetes, can lead to high blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. So you see how, Ayurveda wants to find the root cause of why the body is gaining weight so that it can prevent the, the diabetes and prevent the high blood pressure, etc. So that's kind of the premise of this. And Ayurveda, the way that it assesses the body is through opposites. So Ayurveda says like increases and opposites balance. So by introducing the opposite of an increased quality in your body, the body will balance itself and your symptom will disappear. So that's kind of the whole backbone of Ayurveda is the qualities and that life will increase qualities and the opposite qualities will balance the
0: body. Now, these are things that... Not that you just learn from your body, but you can kind of assist the body in reaching that balance. That's right. Okay.
1: Exactly. So once you learn how to assess qualities and balances, which is what Ayurveda teaches you is how to to look at it, then you also learn what you can do to bring the body back in balance.
0: All right. So the, the, the phrase, listen to your body is yeah. a true statement.
1: It is absolutely. Oh, and we don't listen to our bodies much. It takes a lot of practice to listen to your body. Yeah. It's very interesting. So when we say qualities, so it's all about identifying qualities and qualities are identified as opposite forces in a body. So these are the top 10 and they always come in pairs because they're opposite. So there's five of these. There's, there's actually, there's 20 total that Ayurveda identifies, but is something hot or is it cold? Are you hot or is it cold? Is your body hot or is it cold? Are your fingers hot? or Are they cold? So it's identifying the quality, it's hot or cold, Are things dry or oily or moist? Are things sharp, which is like, uh, you know, hot, you know, sharp, hot, or are they dull? You know, your brain can be dull. Some, your skin can be dull. Is something fast or is it slow? You know, is your digestion moving very fast? You know, or is your digestive, which would be diarrhea, or is it slow? Um, could be constipation, right? is something heavy or light, your whole body could be heavy, your whole body could be light, you know, overweight or underweight. So you learn about these opposites um, in Ayurveda. And then when you can identify what's increased, so let's say it's winter and you walk outside naked when it's zero degrees and three feet of snow, what are you increasing? You're increasing cold.
0: Well, you should be increasing cold.
1: (laughs) Right? You should be. If you're not, I don't know about some kind of miracle there, right? So how would you treat that? How would you? So you have increased cold in your body. It's saying to treat that and bring your body back into balance is to provide heat or warmth to your body. So that's kind of a simple example. But anytime your body is overly cold, that's an imbalance. And you need to be aware of it and say, okay, I'm cold. My fingers are cold. How can I bring back and balance? I need to add warmth. So how do I add warmth? I wrap in a blanket. I put a sweater on. I go inside where there's heat, you know. So that's kind of a simple example, but that's the concept of identifying what's increased and then doing the opposite to balance it back out. All right. So it's really not, I mean... It's, you, you can get it in concept, but in practice, it takes a lot of practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it takes a lot of practice to learn um, what's going on in your body. So how does it so this is um, so how does Ayurveda assess these imbalances? So how does it know when something's increased? Um It does, one of the the biggest thing is examination. And examination can be from an Ayurvedic counselor, like myself, if you go to one and you want them to help examine you, or you can learn to examine yourself. But examination is the biggest way that Ayurveda um, finds the increased qualities, is by examination. So, One of the first and most important things in our body is digestion. Everything starts with digestion. If you think about it, we can't live if our body cannot digest food, right? The only place it gets all of its nutrients is through food. And if it can't digest that food, if it's not digesting that food properly, you, your body will not be balanced and can't be balanced because it's not getting the nutrients it needs. So the first thing to examine is your digestion. And your digestion, um, the most way that we can assess our digestion is through our bowel movements. And I'm not going to get too technical here, but you think about what is the one thing that comes out of your body that can tell you what's going on on the inside of your body. <laughs> It goes in the toilet, right? (laughs) Yeah. It is the one thing to come. That, sweat, and urine, those are the three things that come out of your body that help you figure out what's going on on the inside, right? Because you can't see the inside. So examining the bowel movement is really, really actually very, very important in here. And most of us just take it for granted. We don't even think about it. We don't look at the color or, or how much we put out or how little we put out or if we're, you know, we do know constipation and, di- and diarrhea. That we then, then we start becoming aware of it, right? But just every day, um, bowel movements, just being aware of, okay, how big is it? The color of it da, 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 can tell you a lot about things that are increased in your body.
0: Um, well, just simply understanding what is normal.
1: That's right. Exactly. Just a, you know what a normal. Brown, banana, comes out easy, not hard to push, doesn't come out too fast. That's normal, right? When it starts veering from that normal is when we can start saying, um, what's increased? Is it coming out too fast? Is it coming out too slow? Is it coming out hard? Is it coming out soft? You know what I mean? You, when you start assessing how it looks and what it's doing, you can assess what's going on inside your body. Um, So that digestion is by far the most important. And whenever somebody has an imbalance, um, maybe they have a skin rash, they have eczema, they have acne. Acne is a big imbalance. Um, You know, there's just so many insomnia, weight gain. Most everything starts with digestion. So as a counselor, what we would probably do is try to bring the digestion back into balance first and then see if the symptoms go away because everything in your body starts with digestion. Cause that's the first line. That's the first thing you do, right? Is eat food and your body digests it. So everything that goes on in your body, um, it's going to have to do through digestion. So some other things that are examined would be like your tongue. You examine your, your tongue is a big, believe it or not, it's a big window into what's going on. Um, it can show signs of toxins, in your digestion, the toxins are called ama in Ayurveda. Um, it's just a, it's a buildup of toxins, and your your tongue will show signs of that. Uh, usually by the form of a white coating on your tongue, and a lot of people don't even look at their own tongue. <laughs> it's really uh, amazing how I when I start looking, at my head, I'm like, wow, I didn't even know my tongue looked like that. <laughs> you know, I started looking, at it. it it can show signs of malabsorbing malabsorption of food. Um, so, tongue's a, a big thing that's examined. Urine, I uh, talked about, that's also something that comes out of the body. The color, the frequency, it can reveal a lot of things about the quality of the blood. Skin conditions, like I said, dryness of the skin, acne, rashes, um, all of those are signs that there's an imbalance that's going on in your system. Um, conditions like the color of your sclera. Is it a, a nice bright white or is it yellowed or, you know, is there a discoloration? Are your eyes bright or they really dull? Nails and teeth. Go,
0: so, go, go back real quick go and explain mm-hmm. what the sclera is for people, because
1: uh, the, the sclera is just the white of your eyes. So okay. you know the iris is the colored ring in your eye. The white around the eye is what is called the sclera. All so, right. So um, a very common condition that most people know of is called jaundice which is when the sclera, the white of the eye, actually turns kind of a yellowish color. Right. Um, so we always, um, as RUV, we would always look at the color of the sclera. And the eyes are a window to the body. So the eyes are a big indicator. Is there imbalances going on? Like, you know, you've seen people that you say, oh, their eyes are their eyes are just captivating, sparkle. That's a sign of health. That's a sign of good. Um, we call it ojas, which means juice or your vitality, your immune system. Bright eyes are a really good sign of good health. So it's really important to look at eyes. I mean, you, you, you don't want to you know be, say, oh, that person's got beautiful eyes and that one doesn't, but it's a sign when someone has beautiful eyes that you can't take your eyes off of because they're gorgeous. It's a sign of good health.
2: Um, okay. Same
1: thing with nails and teeth, their condition, their color, um, brittle nails versus nice pink, smooth, shiny nail. Um, You can just tell that nails that have vitality, there's good, that's, that's good vitality in the body nails that are brittle and yellowed, there's probably imbalances going on in the body. Um, your overall body structure, your posture actually can tell you um, about imbalances. Um could tell you about emotional imbalances. If someone shrugs their shoulders in, they may be very, um, they may be shy. Um, You know, it could be it's a form of their personality. It could be something that you know they don't like, whatever. But assessing just the overall: is that person standing up straight? Is their shoulders down? You know, are they? Do they look relaxed or do they look tense? Um, Those are signs of imbalances, energy levels. If you have too low of energy levels, um, or even too high, are you? You know that's that's also the sign of imbalance you don't you know have your energy levels are too high um emotions are also signs emotions are very you can definitely tell imbalances high anger is definitely an imbalance um high levels of fear um highly emotional like crying really easy that kind of thing those are signs of uh, emotional of imbalances and then, of course, mind disorders like depression and anxiety, those are also imbalances um, in the mind. So learning, examination of these things um, helps you to identify the imbalances. Once you can identify the imbalances, maybe I have a heat imbalance, which would be like a rash on my skin. You think anything that's red, red indicates heat, the colors here hot. So a rash is probably a heat, over over overabundance of heat in your body. So we would treat it with, how do I balance that out? I need to eat cooling foods. We would give um, recommendations of some things like herbs, like aloe vera is very cooling to the body. Cilantro is very cooling to the body. So we would try to get rid of the heat in the body by adding coolness to the body. Um, so that's how assessment helps the counselor. And as you get better, you can assess yourself as well and learn what's increased in your body and how to balance it with with the opposite.
0: All right. So I made a couple of notes here. I wanted to go back and ask. These are, these are all things that in some sense can be masked or overcompensated, for instance, with some of the over-the-counter drugs that can be taken, obviously, uh, foods. You know, we, yes. you know, if we go back to the very beginning of digestion and bowel movements, um, a lot of people will drink something like coffee to keep them regular. So in some yes. degree, that may hinder an examination, correct?
1: Um, yes. So, well... So coffee that makes you go to, so coffee is a stimulant. And, um, if your bowel movements are moving very quickly when you drink coffee, you're creating an increased, you're increasing your heat and you're, and it's fast in your body. So you're, you actually, that's your, your bowels are moving too fast. So you need to slow them down. So you need to get off the coffee. Okay. Coffee is probably one of the biggest. I don't even drink coffee anymore. Um, it's a very big heat creator. It's a stimulant. Um, there's just, it, it, it just overall speeds things up in your body way too fast. Um, and it's really, it just, I mean, it instantly create, creates imbalance in your body. Um, so I would say someone that's, that says, um I have a, I have a, I have a bowel movement every time I drink a cup of coffee. I would say we need to back down on the coffee and see if the bowels are, are moving on their own without the aid of coffee. So a lot of this, once we find an imbalance in, in, in your body, it's, this, it's really hard for people to change and to ask somebody to say, don't drink coffee anymore is probably an improbability of their life ever, because um, a lot of people just live for coffee. But maybe we can back off it. We can start drinking a half a cup instead of a whole cup or something, and try to wean it down to a point where your body's not reacting so so much to it.
0: Okay, and then on the other end, people that. You can drink too much water, right? Yes, you can. Okay. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. And people, you know, you know, people say, "Oh, I go to the bathroom twenty times a day, or I, you know, I pee twenty times a day, or urinate." Okay, you don't need to urinate twenty times a day. First of all, you're getting rid of a lot of good electrolytes by urinating that often during the day. Um, so, yes, you actually can drink too much water, and. The the wonderful thing I love about Ayurveda is it doesn't tell you there's a right or wrong way to do anything. It has to do with the individual. Some people need 60 ounces of water a day because they naturally run dry. um, And it's very important for them to stay hydrated. There's other people that don't need that much water. And they stay hydrated just fine. So watching your how many times you you pee during the day reveals a lot about whether you're drinking the right amount of water or not. Now it also has to do with you know eating foods that are diuretics, and diuretics are basically foods that um, stimulate Maybe. your kidneys to right to to pee more yep. more often. And coffee's one of them. <laughs> they
2: make
0: they make you go.
1: Oh yeah, coffee's a big diuretic. Yes, they make you go. Uh, you don't you don't want to urinate too fast. You want your urine to come out just in a nice stream. You don't want it to like, you know, be really, so that's an imbalance when your urine comes out too fast. Your, your, your kidneys are overstimulated. So you're overstimulated. So being aware of every little thing like that, when you become aware, you go, okay, wait a minute. Uh, I'm like, when I, I love cinnamon tea. Cinnamon is a diuretic though. Okay. So every time I drink my cup of cinnamon tea and I urinate, it comes out really, really fast. So I'm like, okay, well, that was a good. So now what I do is I also know that licorice is the opposite of a diuretic. It actually slow. It's a little, it's a heavier, um, uh, herb. It, it slows things down. So if I put a little bit of licorice free, in with my cinnamon tea, my urine doesn't come out near six. And I just, it just kind of comes out in, in a steady stream. So when you start learning, so you take the qualities of what's happening in your body, my body's, you know, it's urinating too fast. What do I know can slow down that urine, that, that, that fastness of my urination? So, um, and you learn this stuff you know, if you go to a counselor and you start studying our yoga, you start learning these things that, can help you adjust.
0: Okay. Because you don't want to lose all your
1: lefts. Your left are really important. So you don't want to... Ever, and I, I will tell you this. Sweating is akin to bleeding in Ayurveda. In data they say, just like you lose precious resources when you're cut and you bleed too much, you do the same thing when you sweat too much so all you athletes out there that love to go out and just drench yourself with sweat that is really bad for (laughs) that is really bad it is about the same as if you lost blood and it takes, and you have to be very careful to replenish those electrolytes. those are electrolytes. Those are valuable, valuable things in, in your system to be able to regulate. I mean, everything from regulating the temperature of your body to regulating your blood pressure. I mean, electrolytes, they regulate all of that. And when you lose them, you lose all that balance in your body. And it's really, really vital that you're careful to get it back if you over so in our data, they say exercise is wonderful, but exercise to the point where you get a few sweat beads on your forehead and then stop. You don't need to exercise anymore. You don't need to raise your heart rate anymore. It's that. It's it's that. that it's that adamant, right? That you do not. You should not go beyond that.
0: So you that can't just
1: sweating.
0: you can't just throw down a protein shake afterwards.
1: Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, of course, Ayurveda is, is, a, is a natural health system. So they're never going to recommend that you do anything like this. Um, of course, there's always, you know, natural foods, the best quality of foods. They All foods have what they call prana or energy. And the foods with the best prana are the ones, the vegetables that are picked right out of the garden and you pop them in. It's that... Apple that you pick off the tree and you eat immediately—that's full of prana. That's full of light. That's full of vitality, full of energy. That's the best thing you can do for rice. So the closest you can come to that, the best you're gonna you're gonna do right here, So yeah, protein shakes not in that category. <laughs> no, they are processed quite a bit. All right. So um, yeah. So it's all uh, you know, definitely. Are it's, they're advocates of very, very natural things that come from nature, things that go to your, you know, local farmers' markets because those are the ones that you know it's going to come closest to just being picked a day or two ago, um, and still have that life force in them, that prana in them, in, in that food. Right. We eat a lot of dead food in this country. A lot of dead food. All that processed stuff. Everything that comes in a bag or a box. It's dead food. There's no life to it. There's no prana in it. So it's very hard for your body to get the nutrients it wants from something that's dead, that has no life force in it. Um, so, of course, big advocate of, of, you know, natural fruits and vegetables. And, um, you know, they do not food food meat. It is absolutely, Meat is there's good. Place in the times that your body needs meat. A lot of bodies do. There's vegetarian bodies that don't need meat too. So a body can thrive anyway. But like I can't be a vegetarian. My body needs some good protein. Um, I thrive well on that. But I make sure that it's very good quality, right? I mean, the, the, I love chicken, and it's gonna have, it's good, but it's gotta be. You know, naturally, you know, you can buy the chicken and the chicken is raised the way a chicken is supposed to be raised, then it's got good time Right? So just make sure you get the, the very best quality. and I mean, same thing with red meat. There are times when our bodies just need red meat. It's, it's, it's a really good blood better. Um so it's perfectly, you know, Ayurveda doesn't say don't eat this or don't eat that. And what they don't say, they don't want you is process. Um, But throughout the year, your body needs different foods. And, you know, probably doesn't need meat in the summer so much because meat is very, it's harder to digest or digestive systems are at the weakest in the summer when it's hot out. So you probably don't need to eat a whole lot of root meat in the summer. because your body can't digest it well anyway. So that's why salads are so good in the summer. that's why all these yummy fruits are out, like peaches and watermelon. They're really easy to digest. They're sweet. They're full of um, prana. They're light. You know, that's why they're they, that's why nature puts them out in the summer for you to eat in the summer. Nature doesn't put them out in the winter. We don't need them in the winter. We just don't. We don't need that kind So, unfortunately, because. We can grow food all year round. Any type of food, and it's always offered in our grocery stores all year round. People get very confused about what they're supposed to eat in what season. Um, but you don't have to eat peaches in the winter. I mean, peaches are a really good fruit. You don't need to eat them. In the um, so that's kind of the um, what you, what you'll learn is um, you know and this is kind of a good segue Um, something else that affects our bodies besides just examining our own bodies what's going on but what also will affect like externally will affect us is seasons Um, all seasons have qualities so we just got through fall. fall has qualities of cold and dry and light and the wind starts blowing which is fast so in the fall we need to start eating things that counterbalance the fall. We need to start eating warmer foods, foods that are moist, things that are heavier, um like soups and stews and and root vegetables and things that will counterbalance the effect of fall on our body. Um, same thing for winter, spring, summer. Here I have, you know, the examples. You know, these are the qualities of our seasons. We need to be eating things that are um, the opposite. Of right.
0: them. Now, them are these seasonal things to look at part of the examination, or is it just understanding it along with the examination?
1: Yeah, so I would say the examination is more ongoing, Um, all the time, you should always examine what's going on in your body or with a counselor help you examine what's going on. These are just other things that will influence what's going on in the body. So you should be aware the season is changing and this is how it's changing. So I may be seeing increased qualities of cold in the fall. A lot of people feel, um, you say, you know, I get this anxious feeling in the fall. I get kind of like a little bit of anxiety in the fall. Well, that's, that's perfectly normal because fall, winter are, and actually I see a error here. Summer is actually not light. Summer is heavy. Um, I need to change that. Summer is heavy and moist and you're moving into light and dry season and light and dry is air movement and air movement is up here in your head as opposed to down on the ground right so air is light and it's here and this is where anxiety happens is when your air becomes increased that it is the light and the air becomes increased in your body and that's that anxious feeling you're feeling so in the fall, we need to do something to ground us. So we call I and mean, you hear that word, grounded. But grounded just means bringing yourself down, making it a little, you know, eating foods a little heavier, um, doing, um, you know, more grounded yoga, like yin yoga, going for walks in nature, walks in nature, or very grounding. So doing things that are more grounded will counteract the balances of the season changing, of fall. So right. you learn how to transition between the seasons. And I just made a note here that fall and spring are the two most dramatic changes for the body. And I know you've probably all heard the word cleansing, which I always hate to say cleansing. People think, oh, I got to starve myself for a week and, and really cleanses. Ayurveda Does not recommend cleansing is that dramatic to your body. But cleansing is more like um, doing like a mono diet, doing cutting things out that are hard to digest. Just doing a very um, simple diet, very easy to digest, so that your digestive system can rest. It can reset itself. Um, get rid of any impurities that it it has from the previous season. You know all these impurities that build up in the summer because it's hot and moist and everything else in the summer. So that it can transition into the winter period very easily. And you want to get rid of imbalances at the end of a season so that you don't carry those imbalances into the beginning of the next season. Because then it just exacerbates itself into the next season. So those two seasons, they recommend to do more of just like a, just let your digest digestion rest. Keep it very easy to digest food. Very monodiet, you know, beans and rice, nothing, um, you know, not high, not, not a whole lot of seasoning, that kind of thing. So um, the
0: the question is going to be if those are the two most dramatic. Obviously, the question is why.
1: Because those are the two, the transition out of summer into fall, and out of late winter into spring. Is the That's where the qualities change the fastest. That's where the qualities go from here to here. Um, so your summer is hot, your fall is cold. Your summer is moist, your fall is dry. It's like they're almost opposites. They're, it's, they're the biggest opposing forces. And if you think about what's in the spring, in the your body is. These are the two preparatory seasons too. So. Your body in the summer has dealt with heat, has dealt with heat buildup. Um, When it goes into, it now has to prep for winter. And it has to go through transition of building up fats in the blood. It's the biggest trend of trying to thicken the blood in order to keep you warm for the winter. Huge transition the body has to do. In the spring it does the opposite. Now it's built up the fat and the thick blood during the winter. Now it has to transition to light going into summer. So it has to clean out all the fat out of the blood. The spring going from winter to spring is by far the hardest time on your liver because your liver is trying to process all the fat that it built up in the blood from the winter. And now it's trying to make the blood light again for the summer. That's why those two transitions are the biggest transition the body will go through.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So we've we've done a diagnosis, we've acknowledged seasonal changes. Yeah. And what's Mm -hmm. next? Yeah, lots
1: of other changes. More changes. (laughs) Oh yeah, welcome to life, right? So these are just other changes to consider. You will change throughout your life. What time of life are you in? If you're a child Children are very gooey and moist. They get cold. They get lots of mucus. They're they, so right, that's the childhood. That's that's what they're prone to in childhood. Adulthood, you're prone to more heat. This is when your brain's working. You're getting educated. You're raising a family. You're more. You're more prone to heat because your brain. You know everything's working. Your eyes are working more, and everything. So that's kind of the adulthood where you're in a hot, moist, and a light phase of life. And then as you mature, you become, you get, go back to being more cold. You're more prone to cold and your bodies dry out. That's why we wrinkle and your bones become lighter. Um, so you start going in. Those are the things that are going to possibly be affecting. Those, those are the things that are increasing as you go into a mature. So, you have to be sure to balance those things out as you get older. So, you know, our skin dries out and gets wrinkled. What do we try to do? We try to moisturize it. You know, try to keep it all moist. So we're adding more moisture, right, in the mature phase of life. So you have to consider what time of life you're in, um, region of where you live. You know, you're down in South Florida, Marvin. You, <laughs> you've got humidity. You got to deal with. All the time, so very hot and moist a lot. Yep. Um. Right, and you go out west in the desert, you're dealing with hot and dry. So these are all qualities, and these are you're you're going to be prone to these things being out of balance and increased because of where you live as well. And then it's the it, it'll even go down to the time of day. Different times of day have different qualities as well. Um, so when you start learning. The different times of day, your body will actually—I mean, your body changes all day long. So your body, um, you know, in the evening we start becoming slower, right? We feel tired because we're getting more towards bedtime. Well, that's the slow quality coming in in the um, afternoon, like around noontime. You know when it's called the the transformation time that's when your brains are working they're on fire noon is like the best time to to think about things to be creative because that's when you're hot and sharp that's the hot and sharp time of the day and then in later in the afternoon we become kind of fast and light that's the we call the you know um you start to like air increases in your body and movement. That can be the time afternoons can be the time when anxiety can hit people because air is increased at the fast time of of the day for the, for your process. So you also have to consider time of day too. So um, there is so much that is affecting our body all the time. That's the bottom line is that to be aware it's really hard to be aware of all this all the time, right? And Ayurveda says when you can become aware of all these qualities that are acting on your body and, you know, examining yourself and, and learning what, what is increasing in your body and giving it the opposite to balance it, that's when you're going to start preventing disease is because now your body's back to homeostasis. It's, it's balanced. There's no reason for it. There's it, it, it. No disease can can take hold to your body when you're happy and
0: balanced. All right. So, so we've done all these things. We're assessing our environment, our daily times, our seasons, and stuff. Yeah. Is are there some initial steps that people can take? Because obviously, this isn't something you do all at once.
1: That's right. So um, yeah. So the last thing. So. What do you do when you find the imbalance? Um, that's when you start thinking about, you know, the two things you do is your diet and your lifestyle. Um, start choosing foods that are opposite of the quality. For example, I just say, you know, start drinking, start doing hot soups in the fall when it's cold and dry outside. Lifestyle, choose daily activities that were balanced and increased. So if, if you're feeling anxious, if you're stressed, A walk in nature is really good. Very gentle yoga is very good because that's very grounding. So heavy and the heavy and slowness of walking in nature and gentle yoga is going to balance your fast and life. I would say probably to get if someone wanted to really get started, um start thinking about routine because the first Thing, Ayurveda is going to tell you to do is get a routine in your life, a daily routine. Even if it's something as simple as going to bed at the same time every night and getting up at the same time every morning. Our bodies are very much geared towards routine. They operate very efficiently when they're in a routine. So I would say just to a very high level, if you want to just start thinking about how to balance yourself, the first thing you should do is get yourself a routine. Um, My routine, is I try to turn off all electronics an hour before I go to bed. I try to be in bed and sleep between 10 and 11. I try to get up in the morning between 6.30 and 7.30. I give myself a range because, you know, you can't do it exactly. So I try to keep my sleep pattern the same every night. Um, also get up in the morning and do the same things every morning. I get up and I drink a warm cup of water with lemon and salt, which is very flushing to the digestive system. So very simple to do. Drink good night because that will that will get your digestive system going. It'll if you haven't eliminated yet. Hopefully, it will help you eliminate. You don't have to have that cup of coffee. Just drink a warm cup of water with a little pinch of salt and a little bit of lemonade, and that should flush your system and get you going. So, eat meals. At the same time, everybody, do your very best to eat your meals at the same time every day, because then your body will get used to saying, okay, I'm going to be revved up and ready to eat at this time because I know that we're going to eat the same time every day. You know, there's lots of things we can do for people that don't have much appetite and they want to rev up their appetite. Um, ginger is a wonderful uh, herb. You can eat a little bit of ginger before you before your meal. And before you know it, your tummy's going to be growling. You want your tummy to be growling. You want to be hungry before you eat. You don't want to eat if you're not hungry. Because that means your body's not ready to digest it. You've got to prep your body to digest the food. Because if it doesn't digest the food right, you're not going to get the the nutrient from it. So it's very, very, I would say, get your sleep pattern right get your eating hand, get your eating times right that would be my first
0: step that i would tell somebody to do all right now i know that you said that you know people can just simply google and find stuff but do you have mm-hmm. specific sites or specific you know reference things that you would uh, recommend that people go and we're probably going to be losing you you've got a weird uh, internet okay. connection thing going okay. yeah Why don't we do this? Why don't you disconnect and reconnect, and I will try to get people going here. So Ayurveda, and for people that are listening by audio only and not watching the video and have not seen the title, Ayurveda is spelled A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A. And Ayurveda is the ancient Indian system of natural and holistic medicine, and as she mentioned earlier, uh, it is translated from Sanskrit and means the science of life and longevity, life, science, and all of that stuff. And she is trying to disconnect, but she still looks like that uh, at and commercial with the matrix going in and out. So we will give her a couple more minutes to come back. So, As she mentioned, I'm going to pull up what research I have. One of the things that we did not talk about is that this is based on three different body types, or what they call doshas. And so understanding the things that affect your body, you have to understand what your body type is first, and then you have to understand what is normal for your body. So I will have in the show notes a list of websites that will help you understand and find out what your body type is, help you determine what is normal for you. And then do all of the things that Carrie talked about in terms of understanding changes, seasons, things of that nature. All right. And that's really all I can talk about because I, of course, did not study. But um, one of the things that you can do, obviously, is start small. This is something she has been studying for three years, and she's at the counselor level. There's a practitioner level and a doctor level, which could take up to 12 years. But start small. Don't try to do everything at once. She mentioned something about understanding hunger, knowing your body, listening to your body. Don't eat just to eat. You want your body to be hungry. She talked about getting rid of distractions, understanding your emotions. I'm I'm reading a website here, folks, that I'm trying to take the concepts that I understand and say to you, it looks like we're not going to get her back. So I do want to say thank you to Carrie Steele for coming on, folks. I will get the list of websites from her as to what she thinks would be good resources for you. I will get uh I will see if she will allow for people to contact her directly if you'd like to get more information or to get assistance in finding a counselor near you or maybe Carrie will be interested in helping some people. I know that she has a busy life like a lot of us and may not be able to help everybody, but uh, I'll get that information from her so I think that's going to do it. I don't think we're going to get her back. So I want to say thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing. And, of course, if you are watching on Facebook or YouTube, thank you very much. Again, next week we will be back with Todd Shoemaker. We will be talking about his upcoming movie. Did I say Dead Man Walking earlier? Dead Man Running? I hope I got the title right. Todd Todd will correct me and let me know. Hopefully I did get that right. But we will be talking about that movie as it is being released, talking about the awards he's won. If you do not know Todd's story, uh, Todd has been basically living a life after being told that he would not survive going back 2003. I forget how. Basically 20 years ago, they said he would be gone, and he's not. And he has battled some of the harshest Diseases and physical ailments, and is doing better than ever in the last year. So, Todd Shoemaker, next week, thank you for Carrie to coming on tonight. That is going to do it. And I will see you all soon. So, I'm going to end off here. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll be back with another episode of the Uncle Marv podcast very soon. And until then, All I'm gonna say is holla.